Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And no Ryan this week. But we are covering Playdate News. Recent indie releases. And we will introduce a special guest. Thank you for listening. Let's get started with that special guest. Today we have the developer of Bubbo Collect, Gabe Swar. Hi, Gabe. Hi. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks for having nice me on. Nice to meet you. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Love Gabe this podcast. Well, we we appreciate that, and we apologize for uh, having to, to listen to us for so long. <laughs> we were just talking. You've had your play date for about a year, and you were telling us that you developed uh, Bubble Collect before even receiving your play date. Yeah, I worked on it for five months before actually having a play date and released it without. I was excited to play my game on my play date. That was. <laughs> big day <laughs> that must be exciting and today's a big day because bubble collect uh launched on catalog do you want to talk about that process or uh hype yeah. it up a little well uh if any people don't know about the the game it's called bubble collect uh you play as bubble he's a little creature that can shoot bubbles and he's trying to collect flowers for his girlfriend so you go you play through 45 levels uh it's like a puzzle down puzzle uh, action game and there's like a cool boss battle and stuff in there and everything so yeah there's a, there's a lot in there to, to a lot of flowers to collect um yeah i mean the, it's been great like uh i actually developed the whole game um and then released it with only 15 levels and heard you got your podcast and other people's reviews and stuff and they all said it wasn't long enough and i was intended to add more stuff so i went back and added more stuff and that's how it got up to the 45 levels it is now. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, reached out to, or I was talking to uh, Cable, or Cable, is that his name? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, but we were talking back and forth, and he was saying the catalog was coming. I'm like, oh, sign me up. That'd be amazing. So I was actually the beta tester for, like, how to fill out the form and all that stuff. And, oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, and then they got me in whatever week this is third, fourth week or whatever it is. And um, yeah, it's, the process is great. It's, it's if anyone else, if anyone does a play date game, it's like super smooth and they really do a good job of supporting all the indie developers and everything, you know? So I can't recommend it enough. Like it's fun to make games for the play date. That's great. Only heard good things about the process so far. So very exciting. And yeah, um, I wasn't really familiar with the game, but Nick picked it as his game of the week. I think back on episode eight, if I remember early correctly. Yeah, yeah, very early on. And um, something that really caught me with the game is that you and I, Gabe and I, were chatting on Instagram like a year ago almost about there being hidden like uh, Easter eggs in the game. And it didn't occur to me that people would put those in Playdate games. Like in my head, I was thinking Playdate games are too rudimentary, too simple. And then you started kind of giving me hints to where they were in the game. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there's more layers to these Playdate games than I expected. And then stuff like Art 7 came out where it got even deeper and or in the same ballpark anyway. And that kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, people are doing really interesting, fun things with Playdate games that I didn't even occur to me so uh yeah thank you for being one of those early devs to kind of like hey this is a fun play space like go yeah. explore yeah it's cool it's, it, it's i made it all in pulp and pulp is very 
limited and it was very early days, like a lot of support, like other early developers were figuring stuff out and would help each other out and stuff. Cause I don't know if I'd be able to figure out, actually do the projectile thing by myself. So that was the big part of the game, you know, and the people helped me figure that out and then kind of built the game around that, you know, so it's fun. It's fun. It you, was, go ahead. Um, did you have to drop to, you know, uh, Lua or, or C for any portions of your game or is it a hundred percent pulp? hundred percent pulp. I don't, I'm That's not amazing. that big of a, good of a developer. <laughs> so I was kind of figuring it out as I was going along. I've only made a couple of Game Boy games before this, and this is my hmm. third game. And, uh, and it's always been in like, game, like these very light type of development suites, you know, like Pulp. And Pulp is fun because it's actually like more coding. There's a lot more coding in there, I guess, unlike those other programs. But yeah, it's, it's, I gotta say Pulp is is awesome. It's very simple, but it's very, um, you could do a lot with it. I forgot to mention, this is on Game Boy now, isn't it? I did a separate Game Boy game before this game, another Bubbo game. And, oh, uh, okay. and that's, that's being, uh, that's being released on itch probably in a month or so. I'm waiting for the actual physical games to come in because limited run published that game. And it's a di- totally different game, oh, okay. uh, but it's, uh, it's the same character. Oh, Part okay. of the Bubbo verse. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to make a whole Bubbo universe. You know, it'd be great. Oh, okay. My, my mistake. That's really cool. I'll have to uh, dig deeper into that. I was thinking it was just a, a port or something, but um... this, this one is like about um, the other. The Game Boy game is about Bubbo, and he's going for a walk, and he gets captured, and he has to escape. So that one's called Bubbo Escape, and this one, the other one's called Bubbo Collect. So. Just okay. trying to make it like him and a verb is basically. <laughs> I want to make a bunch of games where it's just like his name and, and a verb. Good marketing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Thanks. Uh, anyway, so it's on it's on itch and catalog. Check it out today. It's right there on your play date. Um, we'll and probably talk about it a little bit more. But yes, Nick. is the is the catalog version the same as as the recent itch update? Yes, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've I've uh, been. Uh, playing my way through that here recently i'm on uh level 43 oh great you're you're into it good getting there getting there um (laughs) some of the new stages and the new mechanics that you've added are really really fun oh thanks i've i've enjoyed uh working my way through those the flowy stages came as a surprise in that second half one of them you can see as a gif on the edge page but uh, I hadn't looked at the at the page, so it was a, a nice surprise during the gameplay. Oh, cool! Yeah, it, anyway. it's funny. I had a lot of those mechanics figured out when I originally released it, but I was like, "Well, I just I just want to get it out, see what people think." You know, that's probably the fun part, right? Like putting your thing out and seeing what people think. And very scary because people just like, "Oh, this is horrible." <laughs> No, but I guess that's with every creative thing, you know, you got to put it out there and see what people think. Yeah, it seems to be like, I don't know, this seems to be like the friendliest video game community. As toxic as a lot of the gaming space is, I haven't seen really much of that in the Playdate community. Yeah, it's funny. I think that comes from them down because a lot of all the, uh, you can pitch games to, to Panic and you fill out a form and it's like they're trying to encourage like, um, like, uh, like indie developers that are like um, basically non-white dudes, you know, that want to make games. 
and really support everything like, you know, LGBTQ and everything, you know, so it's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Get more, more people in the space that haven't had that room to move. Exactly. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, should we talk about some other news? Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got a thing up front here. Let's hear your thing. All right. So, uh, last episode I messed up super bad and we were talking about that, um, binary, uh, puzzle game. Oh yeah. Binario was it? Yeah. There's, there's no such system that has, uh, six bit bytes. I was Mm -hmm. wrong. So, um, I was reminded in our discord, uh, pretty immediately after the release of the episode that, uh, uh, early IBM mainframes used six bit bytes. Um, and since they're octal based, octal is three bits per digit. And I mess with octal stuff all day long. So you would think I would have remembered that, but no, I did not. So anyway, I don't know anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Nick. I was going to bring all that up, but I didn't want to embarrass you. Well, too late. I'll embarrass myself. Frequently. It was, it was Nick Manier who brought it up, right? Yes. So thanks, Nick. And uh, I appreciate the reminder. And also, developer of Binario. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> they brought it up too. Oh, okay. Did you try the Binario uh, demo? I have oh, not. De- oh, I, also news bit. There's a demo now for Binario. <laughs> Good to know. That went up this week. Uh, I have not. Um, I gave it a try and uh, it's really, really slick, but uh, it gets complex very quick. Well, not complex, but it doesn't hold your hand very long, which is a good thing. Um, so I only dropped into two or three puzzles, but very, very cool. If you like um, Picross and if you like, what is it, Sudoku, then check out Binario. I like those things. Um, give, give Gabe, have you tried Binario? I have not. Uh, it sounds it sounded good. It sounded like... I like anything that has like a really good presentation. You know what I mean? It could be almost like a crappy game, but it's like looks really nice. <laughs> I will definitely try it out. You know. Well, it looks nice and isn't crappy. So perfect. The full package. <laughs> um, we got a note here from we got a couple notes here from Ryan. Ryan is not with us this week, unfortunately. But um, he, um, I did want to mention. Um, uh, I think I'm done with uh, Twitter. Um, who is it that made Sasquatchers? I'm sorry, I don't have his name right here. It's Sasquatcher General on our Discord, but I know that's not his, his Christian name. Um, I think he finally shook me loose from Twitter, so I have not been looking at Twitter. But Ryan has, because he's a heathen. And Scenic Route Software teased their new game on Twitter. The Hot Scoop is the title. You're going to miss the bus. It looks like an endless runner, and it's a mix of static levels and random messiness of a runner scenic software scenic route software says it's a little bit of both pattern based now because they are leaning towards it being sort of a subconscious rhythm based on how you hit the buttons but then fun stuff like trampolines thrown in to break up that that rhythmic pattern so um i'm always looking forward to scenic route software games so and i I am a sucker for endless runner games so looking forward to that yeah and then uh I did want to mention um, our f- a former Pixel Panel featured game, The Lush's Lands, got a big update this week. And what does that mean? Um, our comments or the, the gaming space comment and suggestions were very helpful. 
When considering what they wanted to improve in this new version 1.1.0, there were changes to the overworld. Nothing too big, just adding some new things like rocks and pillars to make the overworld feel a bit livelier. Portals are something that Destination Playdate over on YouTube with uh, something that he mentioned. So now upon completing a a dungeon, a portal will appear to take you back to the start. Nice. And pots, pots, pots. That was one of the bullet points of the update. (laughs) So now there's something in the pots. And they also decreased the shaking that we had mentioned, the screen shake. So go over and update your copy and uh, check out the new changes. Sounds great. Yeah. Happy to hear that. Um, Let's talk about some of the gains on Catalog that joined uh, Bubbo Collect this week. You can check out play.date slash game slash catalog for the new games. A Balanced Brew, one of uh, our top picks for our favorite games of 2022. Uh, Shining Gadget and and Shadow Gadget, the... (laughs) Some of the best use of all the gadgets in the Playdate, the um, microphone, the crank, and the accelerometer. Uh, It's sort of like a Pokemon Go sort of thing. Um, Those are both over there. Squish, one of our favorite puzzle games, has joined the the roster. And we cannot forget Art and the latest release from Ledbetter Games. This is another art game, but it is not... Just in addition to Art 7 and Art Oween. This is, I've been playing it this weekend and it feels like, I told them it feels like a next gen version of Art 7. Like there's a lot of quality of life improvements. Um, it's a new gallery. All of the, all the art pieces are new. There are, there's an arcade in there now. There's more secrets to discover. Um, there's just a whole lot of new stuff going on here. So I highly recommend this. It's five dollars. It's right there on catalog. Have you, Gabe? Have you played the art games yet? I have not. I have not. They're they're Amazing. really great adventure games. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. It seems like it's going to be one thing, and then it just becomes just snowballs into a lot of different things. That so, good. Nick, did you give it a try yet? I haven't. Uh, I should mention that uh, we on the podcast were provided review copies of um, Art Hand. So, um, but I haven't had a chance to fire it up yet. Looking forward to it. We were, and there was something, there's a glaring omission in the arcade that I was busting Ledbetter's chops. There's no, no drained in there. There's no drained. There was no pinball representation, but that my understanding is that it has been rectified. Nice. Nice. Thankfully. So I have not, um, checked out the, the update though, but I will anyway. Highly recommend that one as well. All of these are fantastic games. So another great week on catalog. Very cool. It's great. Thank you. Can we go over some indie inventory games? Are you familiar with this segment? We give shout outs to games that came out in the past week. Besides I, I, I am. Yes. <laughs> are you a fan of people leaving reviews for your game on itch? How can you, can you talk about how that works? Does that like, bump you up in some sort of thing? I, the thing I find that bumps up the most is like if you do an update or, yeah, if you do an update or do a sale. Like the sale is the number one thing that bumps you up. So you'll see more traffic or just more sales, I guess? It, you're, you're like when you just uh, search a, uh, a hashtag, you're, if yours is popular, it will be on that first page. And usually that begets more 
more sales, you know? So oh, if you yeah. could figure out a way to slowly roll out stuff and constantly update or put it for sale every week, I'm sure you'll do very well. <laughs> I see. Jack up yeah. the price to like $200 and then mark it down. Yeah, every day, $1 less. I'm yeah. sure everyone will love you. <laughs> so, so is there is there a Bubbo tag yet? You mean like a hashtag? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I tried, but you can't put a dash, and there's like a other Bubbo, just a B U B O, and it's like it's not oh. what I want to be associated with. So, so yeah, so I, I just haven't had a Bubbo Bubbo hmm. tag yet. <laughs> Uh, so every once in a while, some other random Windows game will work its way into the Playdate hashtag, and you'll immediately see comments in there like, take away the hashtag, this isn't a Playdate game. <laughs> it still doesn't have a perfect system for finding new releases over there. Yeah. But we did find these new releases, so I just wanted to mention a couple of them. Um, we forgot to mention uh, Zanya Lasagna released the Playdate Bunny Bundle. It's name your price. And the Bunny Bundle is over now. Um, we mentioned it a, a few episodes ago, but this does have a little like uh, mini game featured in it called Snatchy Carrots. It's actually pretty fun. Um, you run around a little farm and you collect different uh, collectibles, basically. A lot of them are carrots, but some of them are like there's magic holes in there, like little warps. Um, there's super carrots, like these giant carrots. And you try to basically collect as many points as you can before the time runs out. And you try to avoid... Um, rotten carrots and then there's rocks you can break up and sometimes you'll find different um more valuable carrots in those so anyway it's pretty fun so there's ads in there or little features in there for all the other games that were in the bundle but that mini game makes it worth uh checking out even though the bundle's over so give that a look uh next up daedalus versus minotaur one dollar from orange thief games um, I played it this week and I posted a picture on the discord where after you finish a, a map, either by running out of time, basically you have to make it through a maze before time runs out. When you're done, it shows your path. And I had looked everywhere in the maze except where the exit was. So that was very frustrating. <laughs> but this has a, a really cool two player mode where one of you gets 30 seconds to draw a map on the play date and then you hand it to your friend who then has 30 seconds to solve the maze. And That's it's great. Person, you walk through the maze. It's really cool. And it, it works really slick. It's really fun. Um, so I recommend giving this one a, a look. I don't know if this was a port of some sort of PC game. But anyway, worth a look. Uh, next up, Country Quiz, Name Your Price by Adam Kurt. I'm really interested in geography, so I really wanted to play this. But the... Oh, it looks like he, he finally updated it to add the pdx.zip thing in there. I hope all developers, please do this. I tried to add it, Nick, in the top file thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I was going to scrap it, but uh, it looks like he did it finally. I was waiting all week, but he got it. If you, if you run into that situation and you have trouble, just shoot me a message. Happy to help. All right. Nick's got nothing to do. <laughs> he can fix my files. And then the last one by Justin Searchy is called Stream, name your price. Super polished puzzle game. It's very similar to Pixel Lines, um, which is a game I spent a ton of time on on mobile. But uh, basically you collect you connect two shapes and your lines have to fill out the entire grid. 
uh, on your Playdate screen. Um, if you look at a GIF of gameplay, it's real obvious how it works. But highly recommend this. Very, very well, very, very well made. Very, very polished puzzle game. Um, just had a ton of fun playing this this week. So check out stream. There you go. Okay. Okay. Should we get so to our pixel? That's the end of the inventory, right? <laughs> that's the end of the inventory. We're done. Yeah. We're on to the main course, the pixel panel. <laughs> and this is a game Nick selected, so we'll let him drive the bus. Okay. Um, so the game that I selected was uh, the first purchase that I made in catalog, and that is Grand Tour Legends. Um, Grand Tour Legends is $6, and it was developed by uh, Iorama. So this is a um, 2D and 3D mixture uh, racing game where you use the crank to bike your way uh, through one of three different courses. Um, you can also select from one of three different racers, each with their own stats, which are described on the uh, selection screen. And uh, as you complete courses, you're awarded different um, kind of achievements or uh, ribbons based on your performance outside of your ranking within the race. Um, so uh, you all have both played Grand Tour Legends. Mm -hmm. um, yep. What, uh, Gabe, let's start with you. What, mm -hmm. what did you think? Um, well, first of all, I love that the Tour de France Kraftwerk song in the very beginning. Like it sounds like two notes away from the Tour de France song. Um, but it's, it's a great game. Like I, it was actually my first purchase as well um, because I love the way it looked. Like I loved um, seeing this 3D rendered graphics in like the, you know, the one bit black and white looks really cool. I think that look looks awesome. And um I, I liked I like the game a lot. Um, I, I my only complaint is like I wish it was longer. I wish there was more tracks because it's it's fun and um, uh, you when you turn the crank um, if you go too fast you hit a wall. I guess is that what they're thinking there for that the bonk? Something uh, like I've, you're out of breath or something. Yeah, you run you're out exhausted. of stamina. Yeah. yeah, but like that's the term, right? Like running at like oh, you hit the wall yeah. when you're. A marathon or something yes uh, and i i wish that was a little more lenient because i really wanted to like i don't know i, I guess that's the, the challenge is to really learn the tracks and get good at that but i could only get like second place it's the most i could the best i could do on like every track i never got first place ever on any of these so um but it's great it's a great game you know uh, i think it's funny like i posted about it right when it came out and uh a lot of my Twitter followers are like, look at that butt. Like, that butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So they're talking about the game, right? Yeah. They weren't just being flattered. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I did. I don't know if I even played with the other characters or not. I only played with the very played as the first character. Uh, oh. oh, no, I did. I did play the second, the one that was like really fast, but didn't have much stamina. Is that the second? Like the third that's, one. That's the third character. Yeah. 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 The second character has a ton of stamina, but not very much speed. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, those guys switching that up on us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I liked it. I like. I think it was pretty good. Um, 
What about you, Don? I think I was used to using that second character with all the stamina because when a race would start, I would just be cranking and cranking and cranking. And then somebody on Discord mentioned, oh, uh, try the uh, the fast biker or whatever. And so when the race started, I cranked right away and bonked. Like a one second in, I bonked, it hit the wall. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I, I forgot that was a thing. Um, but then kind of when I got the hang of the fast biker, it was kind of nice to use her. Like you just didn't crank very often and she was just always so fast, but still, like you were saying, I don't, I don't know that I ever got better than second place. Maybe I got first on the very first track, but I don't think I got, I know I didn't get better than second on the second or third uh, tracks. And there's only the three, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys like memorize the tracks? Like, would you like coast down hills and stuff? Because it feels like that's kind of the purpose of that, right? Yeah, by lap two or three, I would, I'd figured out, you know, where to crank hard and where to crank soft, basically. Uh, I I tried to. I wish I wish it showed like a map in the corner or something. Like I play a lot of driving games, and I wish there were more tells in the environment on whether you're going uphill or downhill. Sometimes it's obvious that you were going one way or the other, but a lot of the time it was hard to tell. And so I would stop cranking thinking I was going downhill and my character would just stop in the road. And I found that a little disappointing. And I think you're getting at something where you really have to memorize the course, but without those more obvious tells, I just didn't find myself, I guess, taking the time to memorize every mountain, every hill. It's, it's cool. Like the one thing I do like is like, when you see the track, you can kind of see how it is on the, like if they have it like a shadow, like a drop shadow underneath it. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see that half of it's uphill and the other half is downhill. But like, I wish there was a way that, like you said, like show that in the game. Like maybe the character could go up when you're going uphill or downhill, you know, like almost like the camera or something, you know, I don't know. Because that would be, I think that would, I love coasting. I love the sound effect when you stop pedaling and you just hear the, the chain mm-hmm. going. I think that's so satisfying. And I want to, it was just, I didn't, I, I don't know, maybe I just couldn't memorize it or something. It, it was, wasn't obvious enough for me. You want to coast all the time. Yeah. yeah I hear you. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't have that issue. I don't, I don't know. Um, I thought that the actual, the road height changed based on if you were going up or down slightly. It's not like a straight wall or anything that you're biking up, but um I thought there was a little variation there and that was a bit of a tell, but the character's responsiveness was, is the big tell. So as you're cranking, I, I never bonked in uh, any time that I've played, but I've only played it about six times. So uh, oh, that's not, not very much. Um, uh, but yeah, if you're pretty consistent with your speed, once you figure out the cranking speed for a particular person and realize where you're going uphill versus downhill um you at least i did i started to adjust my cranking speed on the fly and you know never really had a problem with stamina it always stayed at basically right at the bottom but you know it it never went past that so i haven't i haven't seen the bonk animation yet um so when that happens is there a penalty like do you Mm -hmm. have to is there a timeout yeah, you have to wait for stamina to fill up all the way up. All the yeah. way. Wow, that's pretty punishing. Okay. And all the racers are racing past you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet that's very disheartening. 
Um, so I did manage to get first in one of the races, and it was on the second course. Um, but I've only ever gotten second on the first and the third. Um, so I don't know um, what the secret is. And I, I think um, I the time that I got first, I was using the first character. Um, but I seem to have the most uh, success with the third character, the one that had the highest speed but the lowest stamina. Oh, um, so I um, one thing that I thought might be it seemed like it was pretty consistent the spacing between uh the top three or four racers so as you're going through and you start to overtake rank number four there's pretty much an equivalent distance between rank three rank two and rank one so depending on when you catch up to rank four uh determines where you're going to place at the end of the the race as long as you don't have a a big slowdown um So uh, some more analysis is needed because I've only, I've only played it a handful of times, but um, that's that seemed to be the pattern that I saw. Um, so I don't know if the racers who are determined to be first, second, third are have a pre-programmed, you know, speed preset, and if you're not moving at a particular rate, you're just never going to catch first, or um, what the case might be. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like there's like the first is definitely locked to a time. And if you can ever reach that time, then I've never seen the first player. Like you're the only person who saw overtook the person at first, you know? <laughs> um, so uh, keep at it. Cause there's some cool graphical rewards. Oh yeah. I might, oh, might enjoy it. Um, one thing about the graphics uh, that I wanted to touch on is that uh, I'm, I'm not even sure how, they did this rendering but it's the the 3d um as you're biking through the course um it's very impressive and it's very fast and then they overlaid the the sprites of the biker on there but the uh opponent racers are also 3d um or they appear to be they're probably layers of sprites but but they're each uh simple geometric shapes so i don't know if either of you noticed as as you overtook opponents but uh they're like cylinders that are mm. moving and shaking like that so it's uh it's pretty interesting to watch if you if you have a moment to observe it um i, I have a feeling that, that that all i mean you could make that game with all that stuff being pre-rendered it's just could. a screen would, that rolls and where you are in the, it would take up a, a lot of track space i would think yeah. because you would have to i'm not sure yeah so I am curious, just from a development standpoint, how um, they managed to make it move as smoothly as it did. If it if it was streaming all those assets like a bunch of individual sprites, um, that that would be tricky, a, a tricky performance problem, I think, on the playdate. But um, anyway, I I was very impressed with with how it performed. I I never felt uh, like I was uh, robbed of you know any movement because of the performance of the playdate. So yeah. that, you know, congratulations. That is like an yeah. amazing feat. That's um, what makes it look so cool. Like, that's yeah, what, it just looks great. Like when you see it, it's, wow, it's like, it looks like it's running animation. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, and the sound design, you mentioned the, uh, the idling chain uh, and, and the, the craft work alike song, but uh, 
all, all of the the music at, for each track and uh, the different effects are just very, very well done. I was incredibly uh, impressed by that as well. So yeah, um, I, I was as well. I, I, it reminds me a lot of like Outrun or something. Like it felt mm-hmm. like they're like, oh, this is the beach one. We're gonna make a special song that sounds just for the beach, you know. And whenever you make racing games, that should be the high. Like everyone should shoot towards that outrun. That's my. <laughs> I love Alaran. Yeah. It's a great game. I love how legible everything is too. All the text, yeah. the characters, uh, the landscapes. It does have a really good sense of speed. Um or whether you're going full speed or medium or whatever. Um it just feels good. I do wish there was a little bit more I guess variation. Like maybe some characters you really do have to push crank very hard to get up hills. Instead of kind of like how Nick was saying he always kept the stamina consistent near the bottom. I found myself doing that a lot. Like, should I be cranking and using all my stamina and then coasting and having it fill up? Or should I just be like casually cranking, keeping it around 20%? I don't, I don't know what the strategy is. I think, uh, Gant was streaming it on tiny yellow machine when the game first came out. And I remember him placing in the top five on the leaderboards, but you really only see the top five. So it's hard to get a gauge of like, what are good scores? And and one of the times when I bonked and I felt like I did terrible, I looked at my time and I was like seven seconds behind the top five. So wow. it's not like it's not like it was 20 seconds behind or something ridiculous. Huh. So we all must be a very tight pack, you know, um, yeah. as far as the leaderboards. I think if it, if you could build it back up while you're going downhill, that would be great. Like, I think that would be make the game deeper. But yeah. I, I just don't know if that's the case or not. You know, I I tried to do exactly the same thing as you. It was like, okay, well, I think I'm going downhill now, so I'll just like stop pedaling. And it just sometimes it, you can't tell like how long the hill is or when mm-hmm. you need to. Stay. It's so it's almost like you're reacting all the time instead of anticipating. Right. Yeah. So. I wanted to cruise. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like you were saying with the, when you're looking at the map and it's like turning before you start a race and it's turning and you can really see the drop shadows and like, I I guess I wanted that in the race. Like, okay, now I can really cruise down and maybe it's going on on the screen. Maybe they messed with that. I don't know. Maybe it's just that they wanted us to look at the beautiful graphics and memorize, okay, now I'm going past that weird sign or now I'm yeah. going through the town that has the, you know, like that one alley where it's a bunch of close shops that are kind of repetitive towards you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think that might be the reason why they didn't do a map, you know? That probably adds depth. If you could yeah. see the map, maybe everybody would be blowing through the thing in no time. I don't know. I mean, but I mean, it you is the like style push- and... Yeah. Too bad you can't like push people off their bikes and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, they have road a train. Rash, you know? Road yeah, rash, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baseball bat. Yeah, they should release like an update where it's just like, you know, it's all sweet, but then you can just push people off. So. Mm-hmm. Grand Tour Vandals or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I smell a sequel. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, overall, I, th- I thought it was beautiful and, uh, I still really enjoyed what it was. Um, I wasn't like, oh, I wish it was this other thing. I still, I still like what it was. Yeah, it's, it's a fun racer. It's a fun. Yes. I mean, how many other racers are there like that on the system? <laughs> right. you know? Like none, I guess. Yeah. There's that cool little 3D 
the car one that's coming out though. I, don't, I forget what it's called. Daily Driver or the kart racing one? It looks like a kart racing one. Like it's yeah, like a little radio control car. It looks really cool. It's, it looks like 3D graphics like this, you know. So, um, I don't know I don't when that, that kart racing one is coming out. Daily Driver. If you haven't played Daily Driver, that one's worth worth looking at. That's fun. I like yeah. that game too. Cool. Good picnic. Yeah, it's fun. Good choice. Thanks. Thanks and for playing. Because it's on catalog, if they wanted to add stuff or whatever, they could easily, and it just automatically updates to your device. I think, right? You know, I, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I could ask them, but I, I think it does. I think it does. If you wanted to push a Bubbo update, you just send it to Panic, right? And they just push it to everybody. I'm guessing. I. I... I don't know. I'd have to ask. You don't know. <laughs> I haven't done an update. I, I don't know. You're the guy. That's why you're here. <laughs> Inside scoop. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know on uh, on itch, it's like uh, you have to either be subscribed to them or they have to send an email, right? Or you have to be following the dev, like following, I guess, when I say subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to kind of be alert and know that you have to update your game whereas this it just updates i think yeah and unfortunately uh there was no way to overwrite the original file on the play date when it was a just a sideloaded game you can't call the same thing you can't call it the same thing and seeing it as a different file it's so you'd have to like you'd have like a I think they might have fixed it now, but in the early days, I couldn't do like when I released an update. It would be literally you'd have to download the game again and delete the old game, you know, oh. the old version. Hmm. So, I yeah, I'm hoping, I'm sure they fixed it by now. I'm sure they fixed it. Huh. I wonder if that's what that thing in February was with the old versions, the new versions. And... Oh yes, I think that's what it was, because oh. it was very frustrating. Because it's like, well, I just want to be able to do an update, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I there were only like two games where I had a lot of progress in, and was like, okay, I'll just cut my losses. I just want to play the new version. <laughs> I mean, they got recent updates. Sparrow Solitaire was one of them. I was like, whatever, I'll just let it go. <laughs> I don't want to have two versions on here. I'm 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 actually surprised. Like a lot of the developers don't use the save feature. You know, like there's a lot of games where they want you to play through in one sitting, mm-hmm. but the setting up a save file is like not hard at all, and, and even in pulp, you know, it's not hard to. It's and it's not hard to even test it either. You know, I was I was really surprised. Like usually it's a lot harder. Like when I was doing a Game Boy game, it was like, oh, this is a pain in the butt to figure this out. But pulp was very pretty straightforward. Yeah. Do you allow saves on your Game Boy game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, Game Boy games. Literally. Yeah, uh, the fir- the one is just I released as a ROM, and the other one's a physical cart. So mm-hmm. they actually had to put the battery back up in the cart and everything. So, That's cool. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get it. I haven't actually physically held my game yet and, and played it. So next next month I'm supposed to be getting it. So I'm really excited about that. It's like a giant. Like I, I work in animation. I don't even like this is just my hobby, you know. And I always wanted to make games, and uh, I just can't wait to like actually hold a game that I made, you know. So, so what made you decide to start developing these games um, for for these black and white, you know, systems? Well, I um, 
I in animation or I did comics and stuff too on the side when I worked in animation and the way to do it is like you always start small. You know, you always start with like something really simple, like an ash can that's like ten pages for a comic or something, you know. And then you work your way up to color, you work your way up to like longer stuff, you know. I was like, well, that's perfect, because I wanna like my dream would be to make like an NES game or like a modern com game for a modern console, you know. I was like, well what's like simpler than that? Like what's the simplest? And then I saw um GP Studio come out and I was like, this is like amazing. Like I could I could make a game, you know. So I sat down for five months and figured out how to use it and wrote it, wrote it and made a game, you know? And then that was it. I was like, I just gotta, I gotta keep going, you know? So it was funny because I remember seeing uh, actually like the Playdate, like black and white one bit artwork and stuff. And I was like, I wanna make a game for the Game Boy like that, you know? Like with that many restrictions. So it's funny because like the Playdate influenced the first bubble game uh, and I made that Game Boy game and then I moved on to the Playdate game because that's when Pulp came out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to make a bubble game in Pulp. And um, and it's funny because the Playdate game came out first and then the Game Boy game came out afterwards because <laughs> I got a publisher for the Game Boy game. Uh, mm. So it's weird that the Playdate influenced a Game Boy game that came out <laughs> after the Playdate game. You know, uh, But yeah, I wanted to start, long story short, but I want to start simple. Like I wanted to start like very, very simple, you know. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do too. Like I'm, I'm trying to like my next game, I want to make it more for modern consoles and more color and, you know, just more just slowly building up to like a nice big beefy game, you know? So you, me warfare or... <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the NES and you also said modern consoles. So mm -hmm. <laughs> is your, is your next game going to be for the NES or for Modern well, consoles, like. it depends. Like, uh, I'm talking to a publish or a developer. Well, I would work with a developer and trying to get a publisher on board to make a game for modern console, mm -hmm. and then it would then it'd be a bubble game and try to collect, make it like a bubble collection, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but if that doesn't work out, I'll probably just learn how to use like Nest Maker or something and make an NES a bubble an NES bubble game, you know, because I have a couple ideas for games. Uh, but I just uh, need the time to do it, you know, like everybody. <laughs> I know about that. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the things that I love about Bobo Collect, and especially this latest update, are the animations in the little cutscenes. Oh, thanks. So even though they're still frame animations, I think they're so clever and, and cute. Um, so have you, is that, out of curiosity, uh, was that part of the design uh, from the beginning for your interstitial cutscenes, or um, did you ever plan to do like motion or some more kinetic type um, animation? I, I always thought it would be cool to do like full screen stuff, but I was experimenting with, I was doing some tests and the play date just could not do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it reminded me of like early days of like flash cartoons because uh, that's where I started, like early days of, internet flash cartoons and and the redraw area was the area that like if you had a s small redraw area you could make a bunch of stuff happen so when i was thinking about the play date i'm like okay it's probably the same thing like, we'll just make make it like a still and then there's like a cycle happening you hit a button to advance to the next panel you know it's almost like a motion comic or something you know mm -hmm. and yeah it, it seemed to work out really well and uh uh, I've been 
screwing around with another game in Pulp, another Pueblo game, and that uses like, because Pulp uses eight by eight grid like for everything. Hmm. And I'm trying to. I figured out a way to do it sixteen by sixteen, kind of. It's like it's still eight by eight, but it looks like it's sixteen by sixteen. So, because that was my one complaint with Bubble, is like I, I feel it's really hard to read on the small screen. You know, like I didn't know that because I didn't have a play date when I made the game, and and so that's why I'm trying to rectify it if I do another game. And uh, yeah, so I, I I'm kind of want to start with the yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing I'm working with right now is trying to figure out like how to get more graphics in there and get them get it to play well and bigger sprites you know mm-hmm. yeah you, there's... Could, you could do that i mean did you guys play a long came a spider yes all yeah. those characters are like 16 by 16 and it's like it's not hard to do it's just you got to really plan for it you know from the very beginning hmm. so would bubbo just have would he like puff up before he spits out the cannonball or is that what you mean oh you mean like if the, the, the character was bigger like, yeah, is that what you're talking about? Like the, the character would change? Well, it's like the sprite would just be bigger because when I was doing oh, the Game Boy, like Bubbo is like 16 by 16, and in Pulp, it's, it's all set up by 8 by 8. So he kind of looks like more like a bug in this game. And then the Game Boy gaming has more like a cannon with like little lights, you know? Oh, so you I can kind of tell what he looks like a little better because it's like stripped down so much, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't, I, I wish I would have planned that from the beginning when I did Bubbo. I first game, you know? It's still readable to the player, but not readable in your design, your character design. Yeah, I mean, I, I think legible, I should say. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you some images of like the game I'm working on now. You'll see the difference. You're like, oh, okay, now I can kind of see what this yeah. is intended to be and what this is intended to be, you know, because <laughs> it's just more fidelity, the more pixels, you know. Was Bubbo an existing character before you made these games? No, I just, uh, it was funny because I was working on a platformer for Game Boy and I got so frustrated with, with GB Studio and I'm like, well, what's like the one thing I could make with it? Like, cause it's kind of like an RPG maker. And I was like, well, I, I just did an RPG cause that was like the first Game Boy game I did. I was like, I want something that's a little more action-y. So I made it so you could shoot bubbles in every direction. I was like, I'll just make something really simple and that's kind of where he came from you know like what's and the, that's the how you develop robotron thing? 64 is a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's like kirby like i heard that's the origin of kirby too they just had like placeholder mm-hmm. graphics and then they're like well we like it enough let's just keep it so it's, that's why it's so simple you know just made him a, a circle or a ball yeah yeah a ball with feet you know yeah. so bubbo doesn't have any arms or anything he's just like a little <laughs> cannon with an eye and like legs you know so it's it's fun like you know that it's fun to like i want to i just have so many ideas for games it's like not enough time to do it you know that's that's frustrating it's like I have a lot of ideas and just need to sit down and you know find time to execute them as an early pulp user um as the tools you know progressed over time you know what what's the the biggest improvement that you've seen from those early days to to now for example. i gotta say they didn't like there was only one change they made is that you could they they fixed a lot of bugs and then mm-hmm. they the one change they did is like they added uh like a crank line in the code but other than that like everything was in there it's just i think people just got mm-hmm. better at using it honestly like it just people like found cool workarounds for like 
animating stuff in between the 8-bit grid and you know it's it's I, I'm not that much of a programmer and I'm and, but I have, a, I have a feeling that pulp is so limited that some stuff's even easier to do in like Lua <laughs> you know if it's that that's I, I'm not don't know if that's the case but I from what I found with pulp I was like okay I know exactly what the restrictions are and I know what I can push what I can't and it's a really good tool. It's a really, cause you just, you can build everything in a browser and you don't lose any work. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's great. It's like super accessible for anyone to make a game. Like I cannot recommend it enough just to sit down and they have a little game that you load up from the very beginning and it shows you how to like interact with stuff and exits. And that's enough. If you could come up with a story, that's enough. That's all you need to like, just tell a cool story. Very cool. So, yeah. um, music and and sound uh, through Pulp. Um, did you do all the the sound design for Bobo Collect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was going to bring that up. I appreciate your restraint. Um, I get tired of some of the Pulp sounds over time. I mean, we play a lot of games on Playdate, and I was playing last night, and I was like, oh, I appreciate like the minimal the minimalist <laughs> approach here well like, i think that came from game boy too because it was like oh i have one whole extra sound channel with, with playdate this is amazing <laughs> but that i love the the songwriting tools in pulp i think it's super simple and and lots of fun to just kind of I, I thought it was way easier than doing any kind of tracking software or anything that you'd have to use for game boy you know because it's just right there it's kind of like any like Pro Tools type of interface, like a timeline. It's like super simple, you know. I, I'm very impressed by Pulp, honestly. Like when I got in there, I was like, I cannot believe the amount of stuff in here. They did fix sound. That was one thing they did fix too, because I found uh, when I was doing my sound, they did an update, and then everything sounded different, and I was really mad. <laughs> oh, no. So I had to go back and like rebalance everything and kind of change the sounds a little bit. Because and then when I heard it on system, it sounded totally different. So I'm like, okay, I got to rebalance everything again. Because <laughs> that little speaker is like really limiting, you know. Yeah. Huh. But when you play it in Pulp, it sounds totally different in the in the browser. You know. How oh, that'd how, be interesting to explore. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say if you plug headphones into the Playdate, you know, how yeah. different is the sound profile versus the the speaker? It's different. It's it's different. The speaker gets really tinny. It's like very mm-hmm. high. And then it can be overmodulated very easily, you know. So that's why you get that crunchiness. Uh, and it's I had to go through the whole game and like pull stuff back because I found that some sound effects were the same as the music. So you kind of kind of plan the voices accordingly, you know. Like try to stick all your sound effects on these these voices and the, the music on these voices. That way it, everything separates, you know. Hmm. Yeah, was, I could see where people. Don't think of that. <laughs> a lot of crunchiness in some of those games. I, did you play a Coke Memory? Uh, what was that one? Is a Coke, that the... a Coke Memory. It was one of those season games where, like, you were messing with different audio software or audio hardware. Oh yeah, that's like a conveyor belt, and the thing comes in. Yeah, Is that the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one, I felt like it got a lot of range out of the speaker, and I haven't really seen any other games like that well some of them will have sound effects but no music that kind of match that 
I guess I haven't played everything that's come out on catalog. But uh, I don't know. I always feel like the speaker on the Playdate was really good, and we just haven't seen many games support it. Now, Pulp, I don't, I don't know that Pulp can do quite the same thing. Yeah, it, it's a pulp. Memory, it's but... a pulp on the Playdate speaker issue, is what it is. Because it's okay. You have like five, you have like five different voices, and and that's all you get, you know. And some of them together don't sound good on that little speaker. But if you're doing like an MP3 or anything or any other way you're developing, I'm sure you can get around all that, you know. Because I, I agree. Like I thought, um, Tapeworm Disco puzzle sounded really good too. Because mm -hmm. that has that good like square wave. It sounds like an NES game. You know, but I love that that square <laughs> wave. You get some good sounds out of that. Yeah. What other oh. games like? Have you guys played Treasure Treasure Chasers? Have yeah, that game's fun. I love that the graphics. Awesome. That game. Yeah. yeah, so good. That one's up on the Playdate Store or Play. Yeah, Playdate Store. I think. Right. I saw it from the developer early on. Like I saw a little. Yeah video he posted and then it was like hard to download but hopefully he figured out a good way to do it um yeah i got it the same way early on but now that it's on play that starts a little easier to grab oh good you just sideload it pretty easily yeah what? so does pulp allow you to to use wave files or mp3s or is it all synthesis um it's it's all set up like uh yeah it's all synthesis like it's all yeah exactly okay I, it um, might not be synthesis. It might actually be samples, but it's set up like it's synthesis, you know. Yeah, I've 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 poked it at pulp it a, a couple times. Yeah, and it it appeared to be synthesis, so it makes sense if there's not an override, it would be all that. And the playdate, from my understanding, has a a pretty cool synthesizer chip in it, um, so it it makes sense that they would use that. Uh, as much as possible for for that, especially because it would uh, keep the space usage down considerably. Uh, yeah, that's this. why the games are so tiny. Yeah, there was um, that that collection called Now That's What I Call Pulp. Did you? Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> uh, I was part of that collection, and it was interesting to hear how different stuff can sound, even though it's all pulp. You know, I was like really surprised. You know. And the reason that they, we, you know, uh, even thought of doing that was because that little speaker is coming out, the little stand. Mm -hmm. but who knows when that's coming out? <laughs> yeah, hopefully not, not too long. But is is there anything you'd like to see from Pulp that's not in there today? I think they. I would love to see a sixteen by sixteen way. Of, like I wish they could redesign it sixteen by sixteen. Like a native sixteen by sixteen graphics interface. Yeah. That would be um, great because I think it's very limiting. That eight by eight is very limiting, and it does not work well with that screen, you know, because it's so small. The screen is so tiny. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's my only real complaint. And um, yeah, and and maybe a way to animate your load screen would be great too. You know, like your, you know, the little oh when you crank card. through your menu. Yeah, the card exactly. Yeah. You have to bring I, it I don't into the Yeah, it is called the card. That's literally what it's called. Okay. It's like a scene when you load up your game in Pulp, it says card. So, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool, too, if you could do that. But other than that, I mean, I think it's perfect for what it is. Like someone that, if they just want to make a simple game, 
it's it's perfect. Um, and if you want to push it, then you got to get into it and like me, get some help and just sit down and figure it out. I gotta say, I, I gotta thank uh, you guys for your review though, because like when I went back to change uh, Bobo or release it, I went back and the big, the hardest part was like getting that bubble into like when he has a bubble on the front of his face to like move around and the bubble moves around him instead of you moving around the bubble, you know, like that control scheme was like the hardest thing to figure out, but it was like made the biggest difference in the game, you know? Uh, there was one level early on last night playing with the new control scheme where I, well, I was just not getting it. I was not understanding how to turn with the bubble with the new controls like my brain was still working with the old controls. <laughs> like I was used to backing into stuff, I guess. So I think for a new user, just jumping in, probably not no big deal. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it'd be an issue. Like, yeah. And I added the I, little overlap on the bubble. So it felt like it was like stuck to his face and everything. Yeah. Yeah. The so, overlap helps a ton. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yes. It was fun. I loved, I loved going back and, there was like four months in there where I didn't even think about it. And then I always wanted to go back. And then when I jumped back in, I was like, oh man, why did I do it this way? So it was like a lot of like refixing things and going, oh man, how did I do this? Okay. And you know, it was fun. It's always fun to, I love Bobo. He's just such a fun character that he's just like a little weird creature or something. You know? It's charming. It's got that play date charm that like really... Yeah, sunk our, our uh, sunk our hooks into us early on. It was like that. Life's too short. There was a couple that were just like, this thing is charming. Oh. This, like the software and the unit just fit hand in hand right away. I'm surprised someone hasn't made a play date game of like where the character is the play date. You know what I mean? Like that's a character yeah. that you play <laughs> as in the game. And he yeah. should be fishing, right? Like he throws his little hook. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Sonly Zanya Lasagna made that game. Uh, about, yeah, the um, Christmas one. Christmas one, yeah, where it's a personified playdate. Ah, yeah. that's cool. Because he had, because you know, when you turn it on, you have the eyes and everything. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, good call. I got to be honest, I forgot we were recording a podcast. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> chill, just talking about stuff, um, which is a good thing. Um, anyway, we should probably wrap it up here in a few. Um, but I wanted to give Gabe a chance to tell us where we can find him, tell, him, tell us what, what else he's working on, or um, anything, anything you want to get out. Um, please take this time. Uh, yeah, I'm like right now, I'm uh, trying to get another bubble game going, like with a big publisher, uh, and working on some other anim- secret animation stuff. Um, cool. But you can follow me on Instagram, just Gabe, just look for me, uh, Gabe Swore, one word, and then on Twitter, Gabe.Swore. Uh, so yeah, you can um, just find me there. And usually, I'm posting about like '80s cartoons or just like funny stuff. And occasionally, I'll post some artwork because I'm working on some secret stuff. I'm not just to post yet. So but when stuff comes out, I'll be able to share that. So very cool. Thanks. Well, yeah. Thanks thank for having you. me on too, man. This has been great. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm glad we we finally worked it out. We've yeah. been uh, talking back and forth about having you come on for months. Yeah, and it would have been really fun to have Ryan here. Uh, he is a comic professor and artist, and I feel like you guys would have had a lot to talk about. Oh, uh, it just didn't work out. But uh, we'll have to have. It's an excuse to have you back when uh, 
Gubbo, Gub, uh, Bub O Ragnarok or whatever comes out to a play date. <laughs> we'll have you back on. And get yeah. On here too. I'm trying to do a two-player game because I don't think there's enough two-player games on the, on the system. Yeah, know? for sure. We got Miss Bubba. What do you call Bubbo's oh, loving friend? Bobina. All right. Yes. <laughs> She's got the Bobina on her head. So, yeah. yeah. Bobina, I love that. Cool. Well, I can't cool. wait for you guys to finish it because there's like good surprise at the end. So, exactly. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll get back into it. Yeah. Um, so well, I'll put links to Gabe's link, Gabe's uh, contact info in uh, in the show notes. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, and see what he's working on, and uh, link to Bubble Collect, of course, in the show notes. And uh, thank you so much for listening and for joining us. And uh, check us out, playdatepodcast.com and uh, hop in the Discord and say hi there as well. I think that's it, right, guys? Yes, uh, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thanks, Gabe, for joining us, and and good talking with you both. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good night.